Hey, Jules. Hey, Rem. You got hate mail. Grat. Torrent Think Tank. We take drama by the horns. Torrent Think Tank, everybody. This is episode three. My name is Rem, the Torrent DK from Worm Rest Accord. And with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Jules. Hello, Hi. Jules. How are you? I am here, and I am good. And I play a Torrent Resto Druid. My favorite Resto Druid. <laughs> Your only Resto Druid, but we'll just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> right. The one who keeps me alive and makes me look good. Yeah, you know, it's a job. so here we are back at episode three this is the torn think tank for the wow podcast that is about you the wow player and uh we like to talk about you of like i just said and uh answer your questions no not behind your bags we definitely do it in your ears (laughs) hey it works for me (laughs) and jules i think you have a uh, a major major announcement to make so why don't you tell us I do. I'm so excited. If you guys follow me on Twitter at all, you probably already know this. But on Saturday afternoon, two months of constant farming, whenever I had the moments to do so, I got the vial of the Sands recipe. Rats. Yay! I was so excited. I I almost fell out of my chair. (laughs) And I was excited for you as well until I found out who the first person you gave the vial of the Sands Mount two was. It wasn't myself either. <laughs> no, and it wasn't me. No, it was Kane because he took the time to farm all of the mats and had them ready as soon as I had the recipe in my hands. And uh, you know, I had no time to farm mats because I was farming the recipe. So <laughs> he's like, "So you can make me my vial now, right?" And I said, oh, "But I can't." Uh, I can't make my own first. No, I want mine. But you can you can have a ride on mine. And so, yeah, Kane got the first one, and he's very proud of it. <laughs> and as much as I disagree with your decision, I do respect it. Um, you know, just to I, let Kane know, I got a new mount coming. I sent a scroll of resurrection to my brother-in-law, and if he no ever, way. yeah, if he ever gets up off of his rear end and presses accept on his computer screen. <laughs> I should have a spectral wyvern. Oh, but, sweet. Uh, well, no, you're, is it a wyvern for Horde? Yeah, oh, I think it's a wyvern and a griffin for the Alliance. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm I, a, or it's spectral. It's spectral. <laughs> Fair enough. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even have anybody that I could possibly send that to, so good for you for being able to at least take advantage of it. Thank you. As I mm-hmm. ride around in Kane's back, I can hop off and pop on my spectral wyvern. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, having that recipe, I realize just how rare it is. Um, you know, as soon as I got it, probably a couple hours after I got it, someone in my guild whispered me and said, hey, there's someone in trade chat looking to get someone to make a vial of the sands for them. And I left my farming for my mats for my own to come into Orgrimmar to do it. And um and then, I've, you know, I've looked at the Worm Rest Accord um, forums on um on worldofwarcraft.com and there are people out there that are just like hey is anybody out there who can make this 
I'm really looking for someone to make it. And Kane's like, you didn't realize how rare this was? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I guess so. I just, I'm, I know I wanted it. So I just believed that I was going to get it. Maybe it took me two months to get it, but I did. And, uh, but, you know, I've been a little surprised. I'm going to say it about the the price of tips from people who have made this for. Um, you know, it is a rare recipe. So Wait a second. Huh? You've made it for other people? Who had the mats? Oh, Jules. What? It's like this is a pristine moment for you that you have to have it. Oh. So it's preservation mode for REM. <laughs> this is my heart. Watch it break. Oh, please. You are so drama filled tonight. I'm sorry. No. I mean, if they're going to try and pay me money for it and they've got the mats, am I supposed to say no REM wants it first? Yes. Why? Well, listen. Okay. Just because. Just because. Your rationale is just perfect. Just because. <laughs> oh, well, grats on the Vial of the Sands. Thank I'm very you. Happy I'm for very you. excited. Very I excited. You make a lot of gold making those for other people. I am not, but, you know, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's continue to talk about us for a moment. Okay. Hey, how was your week? Jules, what's going on with you? Well, after getting the Vial of Sands, it was kind of like, okay, what do I do next? Um, so I took a break from my constant farming of mats to make my first vial for myself. And I decided that I was going to pop myself into the beta for a little bit this weekend. Because um, I haven't really gone in there. And I thought it would be a good, um, a good thought to try and at least see it. And I, I stepped in. I made a level 85 um, panda monk. And of course set her up as a as a healer and all of the abilities pop in right away and I was so overwhelmed visually and mentally and all this stuff going on and I'm like I can't do this I, it's, I can't start at 85 <laughs> <laughs> and I don't again I, I mentioned this in episode one I just don't want to spoil it for myself but it was so, you know, like looking at the abilities and looking how pretty they are because you know that's what girls do we look at the pretty stuff <laughs> But I, um, so I spent just a couple minutes running around, got completely confused and said, bye-bye, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> did, did you try out a, a panda monk at level one? You know, I didn't try a panda monk. I, I, I made one and I logged in in the beginning of the beta process when everybody was getting in and the starter area was so crowded that I just couldn't handle it. I'm like, okay, uh, sensory overload. No. So what I did is I made a blood elf monk. Um, and I played her till about level six and again, got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to spoil this for when Mr. Pandaria comes out. So I decided to wait and I will just go ahead and read all of the stuff on MMO champion and all those other places and not worry about being spoiled that way. But I really just, I mean, just looking at what the resto or, you know, the healing part of the monk is going to be, I'm super excited and I can't wait to kind of just discover it as I level. So that's what I did. You know, I hopped on the beta a few weeks ago, and I really wanted to test out the Death Knight at level 85 and on up, but um, add-ons had not been enabled yet. And uh, if you, you know, but nobody else does. I play a very specific way and with a very specific UI, yeah. and not having that is prohibiting me from actually testing anything out. So I did roll a monk. I'm up to level 10. Major oh. spoilers. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, so I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> but 
but that's that's about my that's about it for my beta experience. Yeah, I have a feeling that when Mr. Pandaria comes out, that I will be spending time leveling a panda monk. Um, you know, and I will of course make sure that that Jules is up to raid level at a certain time because she'll that be my correct. raid. Yes, I know. I whip <laughs> a little harder on me. <laughs> But I do feel like um, that I will be experiencing a panda monk um, and really, I hope, enjoying the, the resto, the healing side. And I keep forgetting the, the name of uh, Mistweaver. Um, I keep forgetting that. So I keep calling it resto. So sorry, guys. <laughs> well, you I'm are restoring things. I know. Um, <laughs> so that I did that this weekend and I did a lot of farming of mats. Um and I also just wanted to make a quick mention of an activity that I've been running in our guild for the last few months that I think is a lot of fun. And you're a part of this, too. Yes, I um, am. You are. And um, I was listening to a podcast um, and there was a guest on there um, from the um, the NSFW podcast, Not Suitable for Work podcast. And that team did something that the host, um, Justin Robert Young, had created called the Summer Movie Fantasy League. And basically what it is is a similar thing to like a baseball draft or a football draft. And you're drafting movies that are coming out during the summer as part of your quote unquote team. And your team is your team's value is based on how much that those movies gross domestically in the box office, not anything outside of the box office, like video or DVD, um, and not internationally. So we started this um, right after The Hunger Games came out. That was like early March. And we have movies that go through Labor Day. And we have six people on our guild, in our guild, who are participating in this. And it is a lot of fun because everybody has their roster of, you know, their stable of movies and they, you know, do some trash talking on the forums. Um, our <laughs> guild master has the Avengers and she's crushing everybody else right now because of Ooh. how much money I know. But I have a feeling that our dear Rem is probably going to give her a really good run for her money because you have a pretty awesome slate of movies. Well, my goal was the Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises. That's I did not bid went, on yeah. anything until that uh, the Avengers popped up. Um, but I was outbid on the Avengers because I wanted to be sure I had enough for the Dark Knight. So I ended up with Spider-Man and the Dark Knight Rises and um, one other movie. I don't remember which it is because I just had a few extra dollars to spend. Yeah, <laughs> towards the end, it was like, what do I do with the rest of my money? Um, and I should mention, each person gets... Um, 100 virtual dollars to spend and then they're bidding against each other in kind of a round robin format to be getting the movie onto their roster um it's kind of like an auction you know if i bid this i bid that and then the person has to either say drop or pass and then the other person wins it if it's down to the two um and we did a draft night. We had a whole bunch of people um, in Mumble listening to us, and they were enjoying it. And uh, they loved it so much that everyone's like, man, I wish I had gotten in on this. So we're totally planning on doing a um, holiday movie version of this. And um, I think because we have so many people interested that we may actually do like multi-person teams so that we keep the, the number of people or the number of teams small and the number of movies can the bank can be you know, plentiful. And 
it's been so much fun. So every week I update this for the guild. I keep it on a Google Docs spreadsheet and it calculates this, you know, the totals. It's so sophisticated. And <laughs> <laughs> and then I let people know like who's coming up on the roster because you kind of have to wait it out. You have to wait until your time comes up. It's your release date. And just and, uh, no, go ahead. Don't you finish. I was just going to say, before we started recording, I was looking on Twitter and I saw that um, the one of the movies for this summer, the G.I. Joe, the new G.I. Joe movie, has been moved until March 2013. And one of Gildy's has now lost his chance to have it on there. So he just doesn't get it. Like he bid money for it, but it's not going to do anything for the box office. So he loses that movie. And you just, that happened to another Gildy where it was a movie that was on, was Dorothy of Oz. And it all of a sudden dropped off the box office list of releases and we don't know where it went. So it's very much a kind of watch and see, you know, like if your player gets injured in your baseball league, your movie might get yanked from the box office list. <laughs> so what what do I win when I win? Because I don't remember what the prize was. I think that each player agreed to put a thousand gold into the pot. Oh, and good. Then, I could use the gold. Yeah, I know. And so and everybody's pitching in a thousand gold. The winner takes it all. And, you know, when we, you can farm up a thousand gold in a few months. So, because <laughs> this is running, I mean, we started it in March and we're ending it September 4th, I think. And so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Right now, our guild master is way in the lead. Um, and everybody took their own strategy. Some people just bought a whole roster of like smaller priced movies. Some really went for the big ones, the big guns, and some kind of did a mixture of both. And uh, it's been a blast. So, you know, if you guys are listening out there and thinking about doing something fun with your guild, it's a really cool activity to do that takes a little bit of effort each week and just running a draft night. And uh, if you have questions about how we ran it, just give me uh, give me an email or tweet me and let me know because we uh, we kind of worked it out as we went through. So <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And um, I think I, I might have ticked off a few people by saying pass so many times. I only have three movies. Something, though. We knew you were waiting for something big. I'm like, uh-uh. Because I was running this whole thing. I'm not part of the league itself. It was just too hard for me to try and run the draft and pick my own teams. But I'm like, hmm, I think Rem is up to something here. <laughs> I worked my strategy out with the legendary fit beforehand, so I am guaranteed a victory, and I will gladly take the 5,000 gold that comes with it. Thank you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's my week, and uh, it was a good one. But I want to hear about yours. Well, I like to um, I like to tell you about our raid because that's what's important to me is my raid and my raid team. And to be honest, Jules, I was thinking on Tuesday morning that man, I would have to come on this show and tell you I was suffering burnout because I was feeling down on Tuesday, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it was the rain or something was going on. Mm-hmm. But we got into the raid, and the raid went fantastic. We're not four of eight heroic yet. We're 10% away. But the team, we, we spent 45 minutes on heroics on us. And on our fourth attempt, we had them down to 10%. Yeah. Which was incredible. We, we just worked out the strategy, asked what was wrong, what's killing us, what's wiping us here, what's wiping us there, fixed it, and next week we're going to have it. I, I made the decision to not pursue a kill because I didn't want to suffer the 1% syndrome. Mm-hmm. Do you know what 1% syndrome is? Well, I do, but I don't know if everybody else does. We experienced it most recently on Heroic Lich King on Saturday. 
Uh-huh. You get the boss down to within 1% of beating it, you wipe, and you never get that close again. Because people walk in there a little overconfident, not really focusing, thinking, oh, we got this, we'll just do what we did last time. And they lose a little bit of focus, and then you wipe at 20%, and you wipe mm-hmm. again at 30%. So, and I also wanted to to finish off the um, the chromatic champion achievement, where you do Deathwing from uh, four to, starting on four different platforms. It means it takes at least four weeks to accomplish because you have to start at a different platform each time. Yeah. And since this was the first time in three weeks we've had the full team together, um, I just I said, you know what, we're going to kill him on normal. And next week we'll spend an, as much time as we need to get Zanaz down. Um, because the, uh, the the GM of our guild and I agreed to do a dual team looking for raid on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Now, our team doesn't really need anything out of it, but so we're going to bring alts or whatever we can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the second raid team's having a little bit of an attendance issue. So they're not really getting – they're 8 of 8 normal now, but they're not getting as far as they want. So we'll go in and help them out. If some of them need uh, some upgrades from LFR, we'll make sure they get them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, a, you know, I think anyways, a fun guild activity to do. Let's have a little bit of – a little cocktail with it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and just get to know everybody because we you know we've we don't really raid together ever right. because we're two separate teams. So I, I think it'll be a, a good time good. just to relax and have an early night. I think it's a good idea too, and it gives us a chance to kind of relax a little bit. Sometimes when you get into that heroic mode mindset, it can become a little stressful, which it didn't to- totally did not last night. Um, it was great because we were all just kind of in that mode of like, we're going to figure this out. No big deal. It's going to be fine. And Hey, we made an adjustment and that worked and Oh no, that did not work. So, (laughs) but you know, the 1% syndrome that you just talked about is funny because we have a bunch of different ways to try and beat the superstition of the 1% syndrome. So like (laughs) our guild has this thing where we say, Oh, you know why we didn't get them down? Because there's no skull on the boss's head. Like that's a superstition we have. And then our GM who used to raid with our team, um, we used to call it her last call mojo that if we said that it was our last attempt or made last call that we would get the boss down. And, you know, more times than not, people's focus kind of came back into play. If you said, okay, guys, this is the last poll of the night. This is going to be it. Let's get him down. And then all of a sudden you've just got him because there's a little bit more focus. So we have like these superstitions, but then we get like the situations where you're just like, "Uh uh-uh, none of our superstitions are going to work at all this time. It's time for us to move on. Yeah, I didn't want uh, the team to lose confidence and wiping mm-hmm. again at 30%. So we'll get it next week. That's yeah, I'm really confident. I mean, I had to make some weird adjustments on my side. Um, because knowing what Zana's is like normally and all of the damage that comes in during the black blood phase. And then me standing off almost by myself and hopefully healing myself while trying to heal my, my focuses. It's, uh, it's a totally different mindset for me. Um, I'm usually just used to kind of spraying heels all over everybody. <laughs> so, but it's a good thing. And, you know, people were commenting about how they really enjoyed this fight in the different dynamics. You kind of have to do this and then do that and then do this and, oh gosh, do that. And so it was good. I, I am fully confident next week he's he's down. You know what's funny about Heroic Zanas is that we're learning it. But we're making the same adjustments that we made for normal Zanas, moving a healer here, moving a healer there, focusing a healer on this guy, tank using this. It's it's 
basically the same type of adjustments, just have to make them in a different part of the room yeah, and kill right. extra things. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny how that was working out. You're right. I mean, I loved it. I, I thought it was really a good thing. And, you know, I think you made the right call for what we were planning to do for the evening and what we're planning to do tomorrow night on Thursday when we do the joint looking for raid with the two teams. But, um, you know, we're in no hurry right now because we don't know when the expansion's going to come out. And we still have, you know, we're hopefully going to be four of eight heroic. And then we've got four more to go and work on. So I think. Part of my trepidation to yesterday going into raid was telling the team about the dual LFR and how they would react to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a brief conversation I had with a certain someone, uh, I had a feeling that the uh, entire team was going to revolt and throw me out because they didn't want to do LFR when they didn't <laughs> need to. Um, but uh, it seems that everybody was on board with the idea, which makes me quite happy, and uh, it made the night a lot easier to handle. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a couple of hours out of the night and it's good for for morale and for camaraderie between the two teams that don't get a lot of time to spend with each other. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't think I can even get an alt geared close enough to LFR for I have have one other 85 on the server right now and I don't think she's even close. But I'll bring jewels and I'll bring uh, some nice music to play in my headset. <laughs> Maybe a glass of wine that I don't normally drink when I'm raiding and let's have some fun. That's right. I know. And, um, well, all that gold I'm going to win from your game, the Summer Movie Fantasy League, <laughs> I'm apparently going to need to buy new heirlooms because it looks like I have a new class to level. Oh, it's the contest reveal. I don't even know the answer to this, guys. So this is new to me. It's a resto something, and it looks like I get my choice between a resto druid or a resto shun. Yeah, according to our fans on Facebook and Twitter, there was an overwhelming response for Rem to level a resto something, and it was druid or, or shaman, right? Um, yep. And it was also for you to quest and not do dungeon finder. And that's just evil. It's <laughs> quest as resto. You guys are mean. That's just, it's horrible. So here's my dilemma, Jules. Maybe you can help me. Okay. I have I have a resto – well, I have a shami who um, would be resto, and she's fully heirloomed, and uh, I don't have any druids. So should I resto the shami or should I resto a new druid with some heirlooms I can buy from the guild and others I'd need to farm points for? What level is your shaman? Yeah. Oh, what level? Um, yeah. She's six. Oh, gosh. So she's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I'm thinking you had no. I'm thinking you were saying, "Well, I've got like a forty-something druid or a shaman out there." No. Um, uh, on our old server, I had a seventy-two shaman. Yeah, you did. So you know, it, it, this is not for you to be able to server and faction transfer her. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're you're starting from scratch in either way. Um, you know, honestly, I'm pretty partial to the druid, and I honestly think that you may find, even though you level her him as resto doesn't mean that you have to stay that way at top level. And then you can have the flexibility of either being ranged, being melee uh, or tanking. And um, so I would vote for the Druid because you can, you know, still be a cow. (laughs) That's true. You know, you can stay true to yourself Um, or you can go troll and have some fun. Um, 
so uh, that's my thought. I mean, I've tried shaman numerous times and I just, I have a, actually I have a, like a 60 ish shaman right now. And I don't know, it just doesn't stick with me. I've, you know, I've basically played all of the healing classes to know that how they work, but, um, it, that's my preference, but this is your alt. Well, triple T audience, Jules just made the decision. It will be a <gasps> resto druid. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh. I will do my best to keep uh, some type of uh, blog uh, to update my progress and uh, let you know how it goes every week. Oh, this one's going to have to start from level one. It'll be named Rem something or other. It's always named Rem something or other. Well, I don't want people to know who I am. Yes, you can see them at a glance. But um, with no heirlooms, I wish I could give you all the valor points that I've had sitting around for this time. But <laughs> Um, you know, at least I can help you with tips on how to heal yourself. <laughs> no, be interesting. <laughs> the frustrating part of this is I was planning on uh, just playing around with a warlock, so I bought a full set of heirlooms for a warlock. Yeah, you told me this, and I just laughed because yeah. nobody said warlock on any oh, of our forums or anything like that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, audience, and- you win. <laughs> <laughs> You've got him good, and uh, he's going to keep you updated on how he's doing because we are all going to want to hear this. Yeah, and so, and the last thing I want to talk about, yes, which is actually about you. Uh oh. As I said at the beginning of the show, you received a form of hate mail. <laughs> I wouldn't call, call it hate, hate mail. No, um, I'm going to go ahead and read this to everybody. I'm going to go through it, not not the whole thing. Well, first of all, the gentleman who wrote this. I think it's a gentleman. Um, he does have a 10-year-old daughter who plays WoW, does so very well, and a great parent. She has seen her vocabulary and social skills improve immensely because of the game story and good people in our guild, and I think that's awesome. And that's in reference to episode two when we were talking about kids playing WoW at what age. Um, it was nice to hear that, at least, knowing that there's a, another perspective out there, too. Yeah, I think that's great if the parents are involved, and there's no problem with that. Um, our, our concern was really trade chat. And Baron Shat and creepy people. <laughs> Lots of creepy people. Okay, I well, love how you say creepy people. <laughs> creepy people. Yes. Um, well, here, here's the um, most of the uh, email we got. Hello, I had to write you after listening to episode two of your new podcast. After listening to episode one, I thought to myself, yay, another independent podcast doing a show for the right reasons. Passion. Then I heard Jules go on and on about how she recommended and how great the instance is along with naming practically every other frog pan show, and I was really bummed. Recommending that podcast is like recommending McDonald's to someone who is asking for a nice restaurant recommendation. There are so many awesome podcasts out there that do not do it for the sponsor money and genuinely show passion. To name and give credit to those soulless shills has certainly turned off the more genuine listeners. <laughs> so he lists a few podcasts, and um, we're you know we do listen to other podcasts, and we're going to talk about them at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said those are just a few, and they deserve the love, not the McDonald's of podcasting with a lot of followers, because they do not know any better. Really think about it when listening to the instance, and it's so obvious how little they really know or care. If not for websites to read news, they would not know what to say. <laughs> so you actually sent this this person a very nice reply. Oh, well, thank you. And um, I'm glad you did. But I don't really understand here. When Jules was suggesting 
the instance and convert to raid to me. She was doing so because they were, I guess, probably the most popular podcast. And you got to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. what's what's wrong with liking the big big guy? We have this problem in this society where if someone gets big and famous and popular, and all of a sudden you got to tear them down. Mm-hmm. The, the I, instance I may not be cup, your cup of tea, but because somebody enjoys listening to the instance, it doesn't mean they're they're soulless shills and they like McDonald's and they're horrible people. It's just I don't understand. This is in in the podcasting world. There's really no need for competition because we do about an hour show. You have how many other hours during the week to listen to other podcasts? Mm-hmm. There's plenty of room for all of them. Mm-hmm. And because you don't like the instance, doesn't mean that Jules's opinions are any less valuable. Well, thank you. <laughs> sure. I, uh, I, I mean, I appreciate that. And you know, I, I have, uh, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and you can choose which to like and which not to like in terms of podcasts. And you know, I am of the mindset, and I'll say this more than once, I'm sure, is if you don't like what you're hearing, you don't have to listen. Right. And it goes for us too. You know, if you don't like what you're hearing, you don't have to listen. We're not going to be upset about it. And, you know, thank you for giving it a try. Um, and you're entitled to your opinion. And I, I'm okay with that. I, I appreciate this person's um, opinion as well. I don't agree with a lot was that was said, but I did clarify the reason why I spoke of those specific podcasts individually at the time, which was basically to start Brem on how to listen to podcasts and, you know, in general. <laughs> And I, I've listened to a lot of the podcasts he's listened to. Uh, so he's listed there. Um, but I'm not, And I'll come right out and say it. Convert to Raid. The beginning of Convert to Raid sets my day afire. Hmm. When, when Pat Crane comes on and says, welcome home, Raiders, and then the music kicks in, I am, I am in heaven. I absolutely love that podcast. And I think on Twitter I've expressed my man love for Coltrane. <laughs> so sorry. I like the – I like – convert to raid i do like the instance and i do like the other podcasts that we will talk about later in the show yes and there's nothing wrong with who you like to listen to rem thank you you're welcome i give you permission (laughs) all right (laughs) how about we do some news huh sure news so big it's well big so what's going on jules Oh my goodness. I was just kind of reading through my lists this week of all the information. And even today, and you told me this earlier today that this has already been revealed, but uh, the new Panda mount was actually released by Blizzard themselves. And it's a dragon turtle. Yeah, I was, uh, you, you texted me today and so wait, you didn't know because they data mined that thing and MMO champion a couple weeks ago had a whole, uh, whole post dedicated to all the new mounts that they had data mined and the dragon turtle was one of them, both the Epic and the regular versions. Yeah. So I, I had no idea that it blizzard hadn't released that news yet, but here it is. And the dragon turtle is really, really cool. I, I, I must've completely missed it. Cause I remember the post you're talking about for the data mining of the mounts, but I totally missed it. And it was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this going, it's a turtle. Why a, would I want to ride a turtle? <laughs> because it's a dragon turtle. And on the internet, we like to kill dragons, but it's a dragon turtle. So it's friendly. I actually, did you read the write up that came with it? Oh, it was great. It was really, really funny. Yeah, there was a it, disclaimer at the end. 
It says, do not operate while napping. May not actually charge into battle. Nap sessions <laughs> and brew storage optional. May cause mount envy and wanderlust for recreational use only. Keep fingers and toes away from mouth. Do not leave in sun. Feed and water regularly. No guarantees, real or imagined, apply. <laughs> I love that snarky humor of Blizzard. It's perfect. Yeah, it's fan- it's great, and uh, I do hope we can grind out rep with the pandas so I can get myself a dragon turtle because I would turn off Go Go Mount and just put the turtle on the ground. Not <laughs> everywhere. That thing's awesome. I'm gonna just close this uh, statement to say it's a turtle. <laughs> Did you see the new login screen? Because they they dug that out today. No. No. I missed it. Where it's did you right, see it? It's right there in the show notes, Jules. It's right <laughs> on uh, MMO Champion and WoW Insider, and I'm sure some other news sites, but I don't frequent them. Have... This is the episode where Jules shows how much she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got too much other stuff going on by keeping me in line. Uh, yeah. Well. But the, the, the Mr. Pandaria login screen is up, and guess what? What? There's no dragons. Well, isn't this a game about dragons, according to you? Well, the last two expansions have had screaming dragons in yeah, my face, and so this true. is actually a, this is a welcome change. It's uh, it's two big stone pandas crossing spears, kind of like a, kind of like an entrance to the dark portal, but it's not a dark portal. It's spears, and you go under them. Oh, sweet! <laughs> so it's really, really beautiful looking. And, oh, uh, I'm excited by this. I'm, you know, it feels like the expansion is getting closer every day, which it is, but <laughs> you just don't know how much closer it's getting. Well, and Fit and I have a have a have a bet, and we have do. wagered a we have we have wagered a hug. If I win, he has to hug me, and if he wins, I have to hug him. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Since we have no money, we have to wager hugs, so we've wagered a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say I say end of July, beginning of August. He says end of August, beginning of September. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the hug currency. <laughs> What's wrong with hug currency? As long as it's a manly hug, I'm cool with oh, it. Of it's course. Like a bro hug. <laughs> it's definitely a bro hug, Jules. Definitely. Oh man. Oh, could you take pictures of this for me? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Just this like we've is, we've taken pictures of the concerts we've been to, we'll take pictures. Yes, yes. This is this is fit <laughs> reaping its rewards of a hug from Rem. Right. It's <laughs> it's definitely a man hug. <laughs> I love it. You have no money to so your way during hugs. You couldn't like say, dude, I want to take you out for like a beer. Well, I'm the only one who drinks beer in this relationship. So He's beer? He doesn't like beer. I'm sorry, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Love you fit. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so you, you guys have your wager. You will find out probably in the next, uh, Oh, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? End of July. <laughs> the end of July. It's going to be good though. Right. Um, Jules, have you seen the new Druid armor? That just came out today too. I did. I kind of took a quick peek at it. You know, it's okay. What um, is it? I don't know. <laughs> What is that on his head? I don't understand. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it a? Is it an eagle with wolf teeth? I don't understand. I, the druid armor gets weirder and weirder. This this tier, you're a bunch of mushrooms, and next tier, you're a you're a wolf <laughs> thing. Fiery mushrooms. Everything yeah. is orange and blue on me right now. But at least it's kind of cool. I'm. I haven't seen the Death Knight armor yet, and I don't want to because Death Knight sets have been horrible. 
I, I have to admit that I just don't really even pay attention to them, especially now, because you can still transmog it out anyway if you don't like it. Well, that's what I was doing before it became a torn. Actually, everything looks cool on the torn, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice. But um, like the Death Knight PvP armor is a big horn coming out of its head, and having the horns from the torn plus the big middle central horn, it's going to, I don't know, I don't PvP, so I don't have to worry about it i guess <laughs> just if they can remove some of the skulls and bones i think that would be a great improvement because yeah. it's kind of getting boring yeah i you know i'll take your word for it i didn't look at the the death knight um armor sets um today was just busy but yeah it's only it, the pvp set that's out they, okay. they they released the terrible dk armor last Fair enough. I, you know, I, I'm not really going to be like, oh, I'm going to stare at them and, you know, yell and scream and spit. So, you know, because now you can change it anyway if you want. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I guess I'll have to find some more Imperial armor to look like an Alliance shoulder soldier. <laughs> That's what you did when you transferred and server, you know, when you did the server and faction transfer. First Rem was actually an orc when he came over yeah a horrible horrible ugly made himself look like an alliance um guard and that was cool (laughs) then he kept whispering me and saying no jules i can't stand this i can't stand being all hunched over i said then make yourself a tauren they don't hunch no i'm bigger than everybody it's nice yeah so then you trans you you paid more money (laughs) and changed him to a tauren and he's been happy ever since and i've untransmogged and i'm actually wearing the um death knight tier 13 because it actually looks kind of cool on the torrent it does nobody else i was looking at your shoulders last night during raid and it's like there's this really cool kind of lattice work to them very cool looking shoulders Um, how can you not look at them they're huge and they're right there This is the girl that looks at all the little green bars instead of the people. So <laughs> you got to remember that I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at your health bar. Well, good. I'm actually <laughs> glad you do that. <laughs> well, let's do what we're not being paid to do. Let's. Let's dive into the think tank. All right, Jules, what have we got tonight? We have, I have to say, the questions that we have received this week are great. Um, And I know I I say that every week, but the topics that we have are really going to be good to discuss and we can really get into depth on these. Um, So my first question is from Alistair, who is also a Wormrest Accord um, player. And uh, this is a little bit lengthy, but I think it's really relevant. So I'm going to read it all. So I was in a guild on Alliance on Warmrest Accord. Woohoo, W-R-A, he says. It was a pretty good guild. Yeah, woo. The GM is kind of an idiot, and he would freak out way too quickly about stuff, but I was content. I was one of his officers, and he really, really liked me for some reason, but I'm still not sure why. (laughs) Well, I had some real-life issues pop up and a small bit of wow lag, so I didn't log on much for a few weeks, popping in now and then to let it be known I was still around and whatnot. It was literally only a few weeks. I finally came back a few weeks ago to find one of my favorite people in the guild, also an officer, had been kicked. I found this out from my friend, who was my real ID friend. She had been kicked for not always totally agreeing with the GM and talking to him about stuff and giving her ideas. Yeah, one of those over-controlling GMs, he says. Ooh, my screen just went, whoa. Okay, get that. (laughs) So what did I do? Well, at first, nothing. 
I had been playing on a hidden character, my new druid, who is now my main. And since this character was hidden to the guild, I decided to just join my friend's new guild on this character. So fast forward a few days, I log into a known gilded character, still not sure if I should leave or not, and my GM was on. He immediately told me he wanted to talk to me and vent. I told him that I was getting ready to have dinner, which was true, and I also said I also knew about my friend. I went on to tell him I had a character in her new guild, and then the ones in the old guild still. I said I'd talk to him later when I logged back on. My daughter was in the game still and got a whisper from my GM telling her to tell me he's sorry, but he kicked my tunes from his guild. Long story short on this, he was pissed at my friend. Anyone with any tunes not on his, in his guild were kicked. Fine, whatever, doesn't bother me, I'm a laid back guy. He's an idiot for, not, for being like that, but it's his loss, not mine. So now to the meat of my question. I have been in this new guild for a little bit. I am an officer again, I even built a guild website. But my new problem is that I'm almost always the only person on in game, and this was before Diablo 3 came out. My new GM and his wife, my friend, seem to either never be on or on when I am not. They keep recruiting new people, but they either don't stay or are alts that they never seem to play. So my question is, how long do I stay? I am almost to 85 on my new druid, and he has since hit 85 from this writing because I've talked to him on Twitter. This is the character who I is going to refresh in my WoW experience, my new main, who I plan to play all the time. Am I just tired? Of, and I am just tired of always being alone. So I don't know how long to stick it out. This friend of mine has only been a friend for a few months since I joined that other guild. But her and her hubby are nice and funny when they're on. Heck, I'm even considering a faction or server change, even though I do enjoy Warmest Accord, but I just want some people to play with. Sad face. It's a Faction. Long oh yeah, it's long, but it, it's meaty, and there's a lot in there. And uh, here's your quick answer: faction change, and join my guild. <laughs> and you know, I, I I feel for him. I I know how this feels. You know, you've been trying to just play the game, and you know, not having a good experience. But you know, kudos to you for continuing to stick it out, leveling an alt. And getting him to 85 and making him your new main, that's pretty cool. Uh, first on his old GM, when if you're in a guild with a GM who's over-controlling like that and doesn't want you to disagree with him, it's time to go. We're lucky enough where we have a GM who puts up with all of our disagreements and takes them into consideration. Um, so don't, don't stick it out in a guild like that. However, in the new guild, it depends. It's your $15 a month. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play that wishing for other people to be on or do you want to pay that money and play with other people like the game is intended? And if you want to play with other people and this guild seems to be dying or not dying but nobody's showing up, you might want to consider moving on. You can check the forums for a more active guild. You can faction change. Uh, Wormers Accord is a very high pop server. You wouldn't need to server change, I don't believe. I don't know the alliance side of it though. From what it sounds like, um, I did email him back just to get a couple more details, and it does sound like the the Alliance side for Warm Rest Accord is, is a lot less populated than Horde side. When I described what Horde side Warm Rest Accord trade chat is like and where it's just a constant stream of people talking, people looking for um, people to go on raids, to PvP, to do RP, to join um, events going on around the game, it's, it's a constant stream when you're in a capital city. And it doesn't sound like he's experiencing that same thing as Alliance, 
Um, and I love the fact that, yeah, you are open to possibly doing a, a, a faction change if that will bring you to where the people are. Yeah, so. our on our old server, the population in our guild was the raid team. Yes. And that's it. And you would log on some nights, and there'd only be four because there's only be four people on because when you, when you're raiding, you're committing that much time. There's nights you need to take off from the game, mm-hmm. and not having anybody in a city, or it's just it's felt like a very lonely experience. And so that's why we all agreed to get up and move. Uh, Wormer Secord Horde side is very very busy. Orgrimmar is full all the time. I've had to move out and move to Dalaran because there's just too many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are considering a faction change, go for it. Right. You know, get the whole see a whole new side of the game. Could refresh in the game for you. You have a new main. It was 85. There's a whole bunch of new quests to do. And you might benefit. You might find a, a very good active guild. You might need you to come raid with them sometime or do dungeons or just some people to hang out with. So you don't have to stick it out. There's no timetable for how long do I have to stick it out because it's your game at the end of the day. You're yes. the one who's paying for it. I think that, you know, I, I, my instinct would be to suggest to you to possibly do a faction change within Wormrest Accord just because we know the server. Um, but it is money to spend to do that. And so that is a choice that you need to make, Alistair. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to say to you, yes, that the solution to your problem is to spend $25 to do a faction change, or is it $35? Um, I think it's $35 for a faction change. Um so we paid 55 for a server and faction change. Yeah. Um, so I would say that I would, that would be my first instinct if it's something that you're willing and can afford to do. Um, there are a lot of wonderful horde side guilds on warm rest accord and it would then save you some money, but it doesn't mean that you can't seek out a different server and stay Alliance for $25 too. If you wanted to do that. Um, one of the things that really appealed to us, especially because we've been playing the game for so long, is we, you know when we started out and played Alliance for five years, is that you do have a whole different perspective on the game, especially going into a new expansion to level an alt or something of that nature, if you're going to play a monk and choose to do Horde, that you see quests from a whole different angle too. It does really refresh your game experience, which is something you're also expressed in here. So... Um, I think I would be suggesting to you to do a, a, a faction transfer if that is affordable, because I think that's going to find you. You're going to just open yourself up to guilds that are looking for people. There are always people recruiting for guilds on our server. So you then you can go to a place where you feel like you're a part of a group that is really um, a family or um, an involved group of people and not feeling like you're going to be stuck by yourself all the time. That's my thought. You know, Jules, last night before Raid, I started to redo the intro to Twilight Highlands. Oh, yeah? And I hadn't done those yet, and I needed the portal. Mm-hmm. So, um, But here I am. I, I did these quests throughout Orgrimmar, made a little bit of gold, and all of a sudden I'm on these airships, and I'm flying into the Twilight Highlands, and garages in the next ship next to me. And it's like a whole big uh, air fleet coming in for an attack, and it was actually it was really impressive and really cool. And so, you've never seen this before, right? Never seen it before. I had no idea it was coming. So yep. it was a whole new experience. And um, 
I'm looking forward to get back into game at some point. Now that I have to level a new ult <laughs> and finish those quests because raid started and I couldn't finish. <laughs> the raid that you had to lead. <laughs> yes, the raid that I forced everybody to show up for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, it, it's your money. You don't have to wait any time to stick it out. You can come and go as you please. You got to find what's right for you and what's going to make you happy. Yes, because in, and if you're sitting there worrying and, and feeling like you or your time is being wasted in a guild that has no activity, the reason a lot of times people are leaving is because there isn't activity, so they're going and finding the activity themselves. And the alts, they're not going to be present as much because they're playing their mains on the majority of their time. Um, so greener pastures just may be the right thing to do here. And um, we wish you a lot of luck, Alistair. Um, I hope that we've helped you um, kind of make your decision a little bit easier too. Don't so, feel bad. And don't feel bad about don't it. Don't feel you know, bad. I don't think that, you know, I know you're you're considering your friend um, and her husband, but it also sounds like you're having not spent a lot of time with them too. Um, as Rem said, it's your time. It's your money. It's how you've spent the time to play the game. And you have no idea how many people that you may meet going on to something different. So, you know, you never know if you don't try. All right. <laughs> What's next? What's next? I have a great question. I can't wait this question. So I got this email from a listener. He said, hey there, I haven't yet listened to your podcast, but I heard about it on HearthCast. HearthCast. Thank you, HearthCast. They gave us a call out in their episode 120 this week. Um, and uh, so very huge thanks to Root and Freckleface for that. Okay. And we use our own language on the show. Other shows say shout out. We say call out. Deal with it. <laughs> so continuing with his question, my wife of 20 years is not a gamer. So gaming time has been a conflict in the past. I tried once upon a time to get her to play an FPS first person shooter, but I was a jerk and kept standing on rocks behind her and killing her. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) She was not amused and has refused to join in my reindeer games ever since. I love that phrasing. Fast forward to the present day. We've grown a lot since then. And I mean a lot. Marriage counseling is a good thing, but still no dice on WoW participation. I bought a killer laptop capable of playing WoW while we're sitting in the living room watching TV. So that lessens the need for me to disappear in order to play WoW, which definitely contributes to a happy home, but she still won't play WoW. Any help? Thank you, Stray Packet and Callie Pally on Earthen Ring US. I play WoW on a laptop, and when I first started playing, I used to play in the living room with my wife on the other couch uh-huh. and watch TV with her as we played. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and uh, that was that was a good time because we're spending time together, and I'm also doing what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're you're making a mistake trying to assuming that she's going to come play a game with you when she's not a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have – it seems like things are working the way they are with you playing on the laptop and or watching TV and you're still spending time. Uh, and that, that might work for you. It worked for me until my wife started working from home and now I get to play by myself in the other room while she's working in the bedroom. Um, I, I totally know where you're coming from. I think it would be awesome to – have her heal me while I take an instance. Uh, Kane and Jules, you guys play together all the time. And mm, I'm very jealous of that. Mm-hmm. But she also can't change who somebody is. And if she's not a gamer, 
And if you're just going to kill her when you get into the game with her, um, I don't think you can expect her to play. Okay, I'm going to take a completely different tack on this, Rem. Okay. Because I'm going to actually pull out the female card here. Because <laughs> I think it's important. Um, coming from a perspective of someone who does who wasn't a gamer in the early parts of my relationship with my now husband, um, one of the things that's really hard, I think, for, especially for women when they have no familiarity with games, and a lot of times what happens when you're when you're dating or married to a guy who plays games, that there's a wealth of knowledge that they have that just you cannot even begin to understand, let alone try to, you know, even get close to. And I think that there's also an, um, a feeling of inadequacy that comes into play when you're a girl going into play with the guys and you have no idea what you're doing. And it, I'm sorry, Stray, um, it did not help your case to be a jerk and shoot her and kill her. Yeah, <laughs> really. What were you thinking? <laughs> because, well, and I, I totally get it because you're just playing around and you thought it was funny and you thought she would laugh and she got mad. And I know why she got mad. At least I know why I would have gotten mad is because I already feel like a complete idiot trying to play this game. And now my husband, my boyfriend, whoever is making me feel even more inadequate and a noob and completely confused. Um, I had a really hard time when I first started to play WoW because Kane had been playing the game since um, vanilla. And I started, um, he tried and tried and tried to get me to play. And I was just like, no, I was playing City of Heroes at the time. I was comfortable with it. And I just didn't want to make the leap to, to WoW. But he finally convinced me because he worked really hard to get me to go into WoW. And I, I almost quit right away because I was so confused and so frustrated. And he's just telling me, go, no, 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 go, what are you doing? You don't even know how to turn. You don't even know where to go. And it's like, you're right. I don't know how to turn. You're right. I don't know where to go. And I don't know where to even start. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's possible to just sit and show her exactly what it looks like to do a level one um, you know, what got me into gaming was actually the character creation stuff <laughs> when I could actually create my character and make her look like I wanted her to look. And it's, it was a whole lot more in City of Heroes because you had so much more customization to do. But in WoW, you've got a little less. They've gotten a little bit better with it. And then just slowly start to show her how it works. Um you know, supportiveness and encouragement goes a long way when um, you're feeling completely out of your element and frustrated and really noobish. So that would be my suggestion to kind of dip her toe into the water and, you know, slowly but surely she may come around and be like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Well, why don't you try it again? Okay, let's try it again. And then, you know, get into the game. Oh, you know, let's go over and kill those wolves over there. <laughs> And let me get into the game with you and I will patiently walk around with you. I don't know your wife and I don't know her personality, but this is kind of what my experience was like when I went through it. And finally, I mean, it took me probably about a year playing WoW to almost feel like I could go else outside of things without Kane with me because I was so freaked. So now I don't want him to play with me at all. It's like, no, 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 no. My stuff. <laughs> you to give him your mount. Yeah, well, you know, he is married to me. And uh, your your statement sounded really dirty again. <laughs> blooper reel. That's my advice. I don't know if you agree with me, though. Or not. 
Well, I think you're coming at this with the assumption that she wants to play. I'm coming at it with the assumption that she doesn't want to play simply from what he says where he, she just refused to join with him anymore. Maybe that's because he was a jerk and killed her a bunch of times in game. Yeah, and that's the part we don't know is if, if she's just like, no, I have no interest in it or no, I don't want to play with you because I'm yeah. afraid you make me feel bad about it. So so if she has no interest, then leave things be, make sure it doesn't interfere with your relationship in any way. Um, but if she does want to play, I mean, ask her. Ask her if she wants to get into it and then, yeah, help her along. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really got me interested is we just talked about the game. He explained to me what it was like to play, that there were two different factions that you could choose, what kind of classes you could play, um, what kind of races there were. And it really helped me to understand the game better and then want to maybe give it a try. Um, you may also just run into the fact that she doesn't want to game and it's not going to happen. Right. So I hope that we've given you some starting points. I think, you know, simply talking to her about it and finding out, really gauging her interest level is a good place to start. And at that, she's just like, no, I don't like the game. I don't want to. Well, why don't you want to? That would be the next question I would ask. And if it comes down to the fact of, you know, I just don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, well, that can be taught. If it's, you know, I want you to, I really want you to spend time with me and do this because I love it. And I think you would too, you know that's something else that can be very appealing too. So um, Kane and I have been playing together for, you know, since 2006, I guess. And so it's, you know, it's a, we actually have our computer side, side by side with each other. Um, but we're playing our own games. Like we're not talking to each other face to face. We're talking through mumble. <laughs> when we're, funny. You know, it's a <laughs> dynamic, but once you get used to it, it's fine. Um, that was but, one of the first questions I asked you is if you yeah. talk to each other through mumble. We do. <laughs> We're talking to each other through mumble because you, may, you know, and sometimes he says things to me that he only wants me to hear, but then he says nine times out of 10, he says it. And then he says it in mumble. It's like, you could have just said it in mumble. <laughs> so anyway, um, so stray slash Callie, thank you for writing us and let us know how it's going. I'm interested to hear if she does have any interest in playing the game. All right. All right. Let's, um, what's our next question? Next question. Oh, I've got a really good one here. Okay. Hello. Love the show. Had a question. I was a high officer in a guild, and I had some problems with a guild leader that I felt uncomfortable coming to him about. Jokes on our Facebook page, odd comments and vent, even after I told him and his buddy that they were offensive to me, etc. So a few officers, me and two others, left one day while he was at work without saying anything. And I know that was a crummy thing to do, but I wanted to avoid confrontation. And actually, another officer left before I did. After we left, he said some really hurtful things about us. I was called emotionally unstable, and he said something about another member that I will not post here. And basically said that it was all my fault, and I told the other two to leave, which I did not. The question is, I have a dear friend who still belongs to that guild, and she feels guilty about raiding with us still. We were all on a raid team together. And she told us that the GM has forbidden his guild members to raid with any of us who left. We were so angry about what he is forcing people to do and making them feel guilty about how they want to play that we named our guild My 15 Bucks because we play, pay to, to play, not him. How do we let our friend know that we feel he's controlling her without making it seem that we are controlling? 
I hate that she's letting him walk all over her like this. And I hate that he makes her feel like she's being disloyal to the guild for having an alt in another guild to have access to the bank for things she needs for raiding. Hope you can help. Thanks. Mazlu of Cadgar, US. Why are there so many jerks? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, really? I saw this question and my mouth dropped in horror. I mean, what is wrong with people? Um, you're you're not going to seem controlling if she's a friend of yours and you're trying to give her a little bit of good advice. I mean, controlling would be you need to leave his guild now and come join mine. If yeah. you just if you just let them know what's going on and and give them your side of the story and let her see everything going on that's involved with this, uh, that's all you really can do. And you shouldn't worry about doing it, especially if they're friends. Oh, I had a really tough time with this one. Um, and mainly I, um, because my feeling in this is that there are, there are two sides of fault here, unfortunately. And, you know, first of all, Maslu, I give you a lot of credit for recognizing the fact that it was a crummy thing to do to leave without talking to the guy first, because that part could have saved a lot of issue that you're having right now. If you had said something to him, even if it was, you know what, dude, I'm sorry, this isn't working out. And I'm, you know, and he gets upset or whatever happens, at least you left on good terms. What has happened now is that you are now the enemy in this situation and you are now being called names, which is not right. And it's not fair, but I'm taking the side of the GM for just a moment to look at his perspective and he's looking at it as he's been betrayed with no information left. So he's left to make his own assumptions. Um, so I, I had a tough time with this one because it's, you know, you're the way it looks to the GM is you're still trying to pull the strings on the outside of the guild and his, it's his guild and this friend of yours, she's still in his guild so he's stuck in a position where he's saying, I don't want you to have any contact with these people because they did these things to me. And he feels slighted and, and you know, jerked around and all of that, too. I am not negating the fact that, you know, you're saying he's saying things that you did not agree with and it shouldn't have been. I mean, you know, he's not completely out of fault here. But my feeling is if that you can maybe have some kind of communication with the guild master at this point. Kind of, Jules, according to his email, she has had communication with the guild master. She has told him, I'm just reading through the email. I told him and his buddy, they were offensive to me. And, uh, he's there. The GM's calling her names and calling her emotionally unstable. Would talking to this this GM have even accomplished anything besides making matters worse? I, I my question. I'd like to know more about this GM because he yeah. sounds like a lunatic. Sometimes you just need to leave lunatics lie. You know? you know, I agree with you there, but I also feel like you need to take the high road no matter what. Even if that person is digging down deep for the you know the lowest part, you still take the high road and say, you know what, man. I'm sorry, but this doesn't work out for me anymore. And, you know, even if it's a post on your forums and you don't give them a chance to respond, at least you had the chance to state what you wanted to state and hopefully stated it in a way to say, you know, very cleanly, like, I'm sorry, this is not working out for me anymore. No hard feelings. Let's just go on our separate ways. Because now what's happening then is that the GM is making assumptions in his whatever demented state it could be. I don't know. And I'm only making assumptions there. But... 
A lot of this probably could have been resolved by a simple post or sending him an in-game mail, something. And that's what happens a lot of times when people are avoiding confrontation. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to avoid it in the immediate, but then the long-term consequences still stick around. Jules, if our GM told you that you're not allowed to raid with anybody who was in our guild before and has then left, what would you say? I would have some words with the, with the GM for sure. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, we're in a, in a situation where I can talk to her and tell her what I feel. And even if we don't agree, we can at least talk to each other rationally. It's not going to be name calling and it's not going to be issue there. And I understand that you're saying that this person is just, you know, they're not hearing what our, our writer has to say about anything, you know, these offensive comments and things being saying in there, but I'm going to stick, I'm sticking with my feeling that even if you feel like that person's offensive to you, you still need to take the high road to be the better man in that situation and walk away gracefully because then you can go away and with a clean slate and just be like, I'm done. But it's a very tough situation when you're trying to keep a raid team together across guilds and the guilds are not getting along. So. Yeah. So I'll finalize my thoughts here. Then Mazu. Yeah. You should have said something maybe on a forum post. Hey, I'm leaving because you're a jerk. And <laughs> you tell your friend once what's going on. You have every, if she's a friend, you have every right to tell her how you feel. And your friend should be able to, to accept that you're telling her your feelings. But you don't need to keep harping on it. You don't need to beat it to the ground. You say it once. This is what's going on. If you want to leave, cool. If not, you want to stay putting up with that, that's fine too. I'm still your friend. Um, you're You're not controlling – if you're not being controlling. No, but Plain and simple. he's trying also to step in for his friend who's on the Ray team and still in that guild. That is her $15. It's her decision to make. And if she chooses that she wants to raid with you and still be in that guild, that's not your choice. That's hers. Right. So you don't force her to do anything. You just tell her how you feel once and, and that's it. And let her make her decision from there. Yeah. I mean, you can offer her your advice and your suggestions, but you can't do anything to help her situation. It's all on her at this point. She has to decide if she wants to put up with him forbidding forbidding her to raid with you or is she really just going to put up with that or is she just going to say, you know what, I'm going to make my choice and if you want to kick me, then kick me because then it's, then it's on the GM and she can go where she wants to go. Um, you know, she has to find her path there but it's not for you to decide for her and i know it bothers you but it's her 15 dollars in this case <laughs> right. so i if it were me i would probably at this point try to make some kind of a mia culpa to your original gm even if it's just an in-game mail say look dude i'm sorry that this happened and can we just kind of bury the hatchet and you know i'm sorry that i didn't i wasn't straight with you when i left you know it may not go anywhere but at least you made the effort to try. You know? Yeah. And, and don't, if he responds in a negative way, don't don't keep going with it. Just let mm -hmm. it die. I know. I know. It's a tough situation, but, you know, like you said, you know, and I'm just going to say this too, because naming your guild my 15 bucks, you can bet that your old GM has seen that and it's not going to help his disposition towards you. So, you know, it's... <laughs> I mean, let's face it, that was definitely a uh, middle finger back to the GM to say, you know what, it's not you, it's not you who pays my game money, it's me. So, you know, that didn't probably help your situation either. 
you can choose however you want to name your guild. But, you know, it, when it comes to interpersonal strife, sometimes the things that we that we say and do, even without saying them, can really leave a lasting impact. So I'm not saying change your guild name, but, you know, maybe going forward, you, you have a conversation of some sort with that old GM, bury the hatchet and move on, go your separate ways. Right. So... so. I'm looking through the uh, show notes here, Jules, and we're starting to run down in time, but I do see an interesting debate topic get posted. <laughs> yes. Um, I, saw, I saw a post on the Wormrest of Cord forums, I think. No, no, no. It was the Guild and Raid Leadership forums. Somebody said is, you know, it was a nice post actually saying, you know, a lot of people say that raid leading is a thankless job. Um, and this person was actually giving props to say, no, it's not a thankless job. Um, it's actually something that's really rewarding when you have a group of like-minded people that get along and enjoy the, the rating process with them. And then someone actually posted afterwards to say, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a thankless job because it doesn't need to be a job at all. Um, their counterpoint was that their guild was eight of eight heroic and dragon soul, and they had no designated raid leader. They all just kind of did their research did the um, put together everything and just said, here we go. I kind of assume that by no designated raid leader, they mean somebody who doesn't have the raid leader title. There's got to be somebody in there who's organizing the nights they raid and then making calls on when to blow bloodlust or heroism or what strategies to use. I can't imagine a group of 10 people on a raid night discussing a whole 10 different strategies and deciding on which one to use for the night. And maybe it's just a case of that they all do their research so thoroughly that they know exactly when it's time to pop bloodlust. They know exactly where they're supposed to be standing. And it's just everybody goes and they do their job. And I mean, I find it hard to believe too, Rem, because I, I listen to how we go about it. And sometimes it just requires someone to make a decision and say, nope, this is how we're going to do it. This is where we're going to go. We're going to call it. We're going to go. And, you know, when you're talking about 10 people trying to make a decision together, it's like, no, somebody has to be the one to say, okay, stay or go. Yeah, I tend to let everybody talk it out as they need to. And then when we get to a point where a decision needs to be made, and that's when I'll step in and say, okay, we're going to do it this way. Um, and now that we're working on heroics, we actually have somebody with us who has done a lot of the heroic modes. So I defer to him when I need to. I, I freely admit that I don't have the experience that he does because we're only three of eight heroic and he's five of eight. Mm -hmm. So I let him call some of the fights. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes back to Rem deciding what, what when we're going to raid, what we're going to raid, and who's going to show up. Um, it's helpful now, to have that too. Yeah. So I can't imagine they have no I, – I, I can't imagine there's no designated raid leader with a title. But there's got to be somebody who's just putting it all together. It's just mm -hmm. not, but I mean, if not, cool. But it just sounds weird to me. Mm -hmm. As for it being thankless, um, it's thankless as you're going about. Once you accomplish something, that's when you get the thanks. <laughs> there are moments of thanklessness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, telling everybody they're going to do LFR on Thursday. <laughs> that's pretty thankless. But yeah. That's, yeah, but no one's going to be banging down your door. What's that? No one's going to be banging down your door to say, thank you, Rem, for taking yeah. us to Elevar. <laughs> when, we, when we finished Kane's Legendary, when he got the Terragosa's rest step, um, I got a bunch of thanks then. And mm -hmm. that, that actually that felt really good. And uh, same with when we finished um, the Legendary Fitz Legendary. 
And, yeah. you know, when we cleared, when we killed Ragnaros the first time, you know, one of the big accomplishments is when the thanks comes. But as you're getting there, uh, nobody has any time to do any thanking because you're just focused on getting to the end. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that uh, sometimes it can be considered a thankless job because of all the work that you guys do as raid leaders and never really gets noticed like it does, you know, to make sure that the group has everything, has all the players. And if someone cancels, you're responsible for getting someone to replace them. Oh, boy. Um, you know, <laughs> the timing that it takes and, you know, making sure that people are on time. And if they're not, you know, talking to them, if they're not pulling their weight, talking to them. Um, so I don't think that people think they're raid leaders enough, but sometimes the thanks can be taken from that scream that you can hear over voice chat when you've accomplished a goal together. Oh, definitely. You know, when you're getting thanked, mm-hmm. <laughs> it may not be the words, thank you, Ram. <laughs> but... No, and I don't expect it. I, you know, it, I love my raid team to death and yes. you guys are great. We love uh, you so. too. <laughs> so let's start bringing this show on home what do you say oh it's bad at home it sounds good um, we got a couple of new five-star reviews we do thank you guys we got a five-star review from starscream wa um and uh, he happens to be one of our guildies too so thank you star um we also got a five-star review from emmons 78 who said that we are now one of their top three podcasts that they listen to after hearing only two shows so thank you that's awesome we're so excited yep uh and uh, we want to give some shout outs to yes. uh, some of the other great wow, pa- wow podcasts that yes. we've listened to. Uh, first, there's Horde for Life, who uh, is also, that's also based on a Wormrest Accord, which is really cool. Yes. And it's hosted by Rich Fisher, and it's not just for Horde players. They have a great show, um, really thorough information, and just a, a whole lot of content that you can get um, from them. Rich is a very fun and interesting host as well, and they do a lot of guest hosts on their show. Definitely I, worth listen. I tracked him down in game. Uh, I, I slash hooed uh, Horde for Life, and I didn't see him <laughs> on there, so I whispered one of the guildies, and I think I freaked him out, so I contacted him on Twitter <laughs> to apologize. Um, and then I, I talked, I chatted to, with him for a little bit in game and a uh, very nice guy. And very nice guy. I look forward to, uh, to speaking more with him. Yes. And there's also a Hearthcast hosted by Root and Freckleface, the podcast for the casual wild player. And on Hearthcast episode number 120, they gave us a very wonderful shout out. And Hearthcast, they are, they're just a good group of people. Um, Root and Freckleface, they just take care of all of the information in a casual world environment. They're looking at the game from all angles. Um, and uh, it was, it's a lot of fun. And thank you guys so much for your call out. We've gotten people who have emailed us based on your recommendation. Um, so please listen to them as well. They do a great job. And what is quickly becoming one of my new favorites is the dark moon herald with uh, kevin old scratch and uh, epsana and uh, their podcast is themed around the dark moon fair and if if you haven't had a chance to listen to dark moon fair music it is absolutely fantastic and you're hearing it in your little earbuds while i'm at work and and all around they have the whole show is themed they have the, uh, the side show of suck which is actually quite fun that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they do a great job and uh so check them out as well definitely 
And all three of these podcasts that we mentioned are um, part of the Ego Networks podcasting group. Um, so you can find them on egonetworks.com. And uh, we've really enjoyed just contacting and speaking with them on Twitter. Um, everyone has been really welcoming and they'll respond quickly to your questions, direct uh, messages through Twitter. Make sure you just say hi and follow them as well. Um, and it was, it was very fun this week to chat with a much. I've chatted with most of these folks this week, so... Yeah, we see hate mail. We haven't sold out. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts while I was farming for that uh, file the stands recipe. So thank you guys for keeping me focused. <laughs> <laughs> so to um, remind you all, Rem will be leveling a resto druid. I shall create that character on Friday, and uh, I'm going to get with the legendary fit, and we're going to try to post a blog and screenshots and do some fun stuff with it. And I'll keep you updated every week on my progress. That's so awesome. any um, any final thoughts, Jules? Well, we should tell you guys how you can get in contact with us now that you've heard our entire show. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, most definitely. Um, our questions can be emailed to us at questions at tornthinktank.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us. We are also um, we also have email addresses for each of us. Jules at tornthinktank.com is me. And Rem at TorrenThinkTank.com is Rem. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our show Twitter account is at TorrenThinkTank. Rem is at Remgar, R-E-M-G-H-A-R. And I am at Jules the Torn, T-A-U-R-E-N. <laughs> and uh, we're all checking our Twitter accounts and making sure that we get your responses in there. Um, best way to send us a question is through our email. And that's going to be the, you know, you can write more. We also do have a new Facebook page too. It's uh, facebook.com slash Torrent Think Tank. So please like our Facebook page because when we can give you guys quick news, it's on Twitter, bigger news that can be on Facebook. All right. And um, I am Rem, the Frost Death Knight. I play a Torrent. <laughs> So that'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for coming back. We'll be back at it again next week with episode four. So for the legendary fit for Jules the Torin, this is Rem slash Moo, everybody. Slash Moo. Thanks for listening to Torrent Think Tank, a presentation of Stormride Productions. Boom! Oh, that was fun. I think we nailed that one. We were on fire. Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Bing! Did you just retweet me? I need to not talk as much as I do, though. I, t I blah, 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 blah. Professional podcasting. <sighs> yeah, that's hot. Toasty. Toasty. Yes? Okay. <laughs> like, are you there? Hey. Hey. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm still nervous. I don't have buddies. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <clears throat> ah, you ready? <laughs> blah, blah, blah.